And we start with election results finalized today for that fourth town council seat. The results are Elizabeth Sharp defeating Renuka Soul by just six votes after all the provisional and mail-in ballots were considered. It is possible we'll still have a recount before we know for sure the final winner, but certified in the first round of counting, Elizabeth Sharp six votes up on Renuka Soul. Over to UNC now, where we've got multiple outlets reporting that UNC Chancellor Kevin Guskowitz is likely to depart UNC at the end of this academic year. Greg Barnes over at Inside Carolina reporting, sources cite a multitude of conflicts with the UNC Board of Trustees as influencing his decision. Among those, the decision to uh, realign the ACC conference. Speaking of sports and conference alignment, the... Uh, we have a preview of that Clemson game coming up later in sports. And we've also got a lot of other sports action to tell you about. There's a lot of NCAA tournament action happening as we speak, so you'll want to stay tuned for that for sure. In the meantime, the Orange County community and nation honored Veterans Day one week ago. While many folks think of discharged veterans or active military members at bases, there's also a population that's also forgotten, military veterans attending college. As Carolina Connections' Tanyi Wang reported ahead of the holiday, military-affiliated students often struggle in their transition from service to undergraduate or postgraduate work. Here's the story from Carolina Connection. Free coffee and donuts. Free coffee and donuts. Courtesy of the Student Veterans Association. Outside the UNC Naval Armory, Caitlin Russell and fellow student veterans are extending a warm welcome to passersby offering donuts, coffee, and a chance to pet a dog as part of their outreach to Carolina community for Veterans Week. Russell, a junior majoring in advertising and public relations, brings a unique experience to UNC. Having served her time as a public affairs photojournalist in the Air Force propelled her to seek new skills and advance her career at UNC. I joined with the goal of going back to school just because when before I joined, I wasn't able to afford going to college, so it was kind of a way to be able to like, achieve that goal. However, Russell said the transition from military service to college life can pose different challenges to non-traditional students. Just because your life is so regimented in the Air Force, and then you get out and it's like a free-for-all basically, and then also finding like the same kind of community that you have when you're in the military because you're just so like connected with the people around you. Russell's feelings resonate with fellow non-traditional student Roberto Escobar, a Marine Corps veteran pursuing a psychology major with plans for medical school. Escobar completed four combat tours in Afghanistan and Iraq as a Marine Scout sniper during his 20-year military career. Now age 40, he finds himself older than the majority of his classmates. He said the significant responsibilities non-traditional students struggle differ from those of their younger peers. When I went in, uh, I was 18 years old, and you get a lot of responsibility thrown at you, um, you know, at once. You're on your own. We have been put in situations where we've had to make hard decisions, um, some of them even life and death. Um, and with your average 18-year-old, they don't have that pressure of like, well, I have my bills, I have my car payments, I have my utilities, I have my mortgage. Despite the hurdles faced by non-traditional students, UNC has a long history of supporting military-affiliated students. 
the Carolina Veterans Resource Center, catering to approximately 2,200 students, fosters a supportive environment through community building, general wellness, and academic support programs. Rob Palermo, the director of CVRC, said organizing events like Coffee with a Vet and offering support systems are important to address the challenges faced by non-traditional students. We have a lot of folks who had to leave the military because they were medically retired, because they couldn't physically do the job anymore, and they deal with mobility challenges. They deal with things like PTSD or traumatic brain injuries and and all the support that needs to come around that. There is a culture of self-reliance in the military that often makes it difficult for people once they leave to ask for help around, around mental health and wellness issues, and that's something we try to normalize here and support. The Orange County Veterans Day ceremony took place yesterday to honor those who served. Today, we give honor to all of our veterans. Chelsea Durante, an active duty U.S. Army public affairs officer and a first year master's student, said Veterans Day is a time to reflect on people who have made sacrifices. I think a lot of people confuse Memorial Day with the time to be appreciative of soldiers, and that's that's a time to memorialize. But Veterans Day is the day where we appreciate um, people who have served, people who will serve. And, I, and for me specifically, I think it's a time that I kind of look back and reflect on my service and what it's meant to me. Blake Boniface, an active duty Coast Guard officer and the second year master's student said, The fact that there's just one day a year um, is, we don't have to be th- remembered and thanked every day, but the fact that we have one day a year is, is, is nice enough, and that's all that really matters. In Chapel Hill, I'm Tianyi Wang. Carolina Connection is a student-produced radio newscast from the UNC Hussman School of Journalism and Media. They only have a few shows left this semester, so be sure to tune in Saturday morning at 8.30 right here on 97.9 The Hill for their latest. Keeping it to campus now, the pedestrian bridge over Manning Drive over on campus is set to be removed starting this weekend. That means Manning Drive is going to be closed from Saturday the 18th through Monday the 27th. You can check chapelboro.com with a news article that has the detour details in it. Time now for sports, and my oh my, is there a lot going on in sports at the moment? We've got live action to tell you about. It's happening as we speak. The women's soccer team matching up in second-round NCAA action against Alabama. They tied 1-1 earlier in the year. Carolina out to a 1-0 lead here. We're still in the 40th minute of the, of the uh, first half. Uh, but we do have a 1-0 lead on a goal by Ali Sentner. So hope that the UNC women's soccer team is able to keep that up. The other result from today already, and it's a big one, that is that the UNC field hockey team got a win in the national semifinal matchup. They were facing UVA. They won 2-0, and that sets them up to be in the national championship game Sunday at 1.30 in Chapel Hill. So congratulations to them, uh, Sightscape Running and Riley Heck with the two goals in that 2-0 victory over UVA. Currently awaiting their opponent, we got Duke and Northwestern in action. They're tied at one in the fourth. So that one's getting down to the wire, and we're keeping an eye on that to see who UNC and Aaron Matson will be facing in the national championship game on Sunday. Also got the basketball team back in action tonight. That's coming up here shortly. They're going to face UC Riverside, tip off at 8 p.m. 
Our pregame coverage begins at 7 o'clock here on your flagship station for Carolina Sports. And then after they finish that one up, they'll be headed for the Bahamas next week to participate in the battle for Atlantis with a significant jump in the quality of competition. So hoping they hone some things tonight against Riverside, get ready for that big tournament over Thanksgiving week. Saturday afternoon will provide a rare opportunity for the UNC football team. Tar Heels head south to visit Clemson. Kickoffs at 3.30 tomorrow. It's Tar Heels' first game at Death Valley in nearly a decade. Tigers have built a reputation as one of the toughest teams in the country. Carolina is embracing the challenge. Here's 97.9 The Hills' Michael Coe with more. The last time the Tar Heels played on the famous Orange Tiger Paw in Clemson's Memorial Stadium, it was the first collegiate start for Clemson quarterback Deshaun Watson. Watson is now in his seventh season in the NFL. The year was 2014, and Carolina walked out with a 50-35 loss at the hands of Watson, head coach Dabo Sweeney, and the Tigers. It was just one part of an outrageous home record Sweeney has built at Clemson. 96-9 since 2009. UNC head coach Mac Brown is no stranger to hostile road environments and said he's relishing the opportunity to play in one of the nation's toughest venues. He also said he's expecting his team to rise to meet the challenge. I always love going on the road and playing in great places. You hate to go on the road and play where there's nobody there. Road games with big crowds are the most challenging things you can have. You look at the 96 and 9, I mean, not many people have won there. So uh, what a great challenge for us. And nobody will think we're going to win. Everybody will think Clemson's going to win, so that's, that doesn't happen around here much anyway. Everybody thinks we're going to win all the time, so uh, we're, we're very rarely an underdog, so that's, that's kind of fun too. Indeed, the Tigers currently stand as touchdown favorites over Carolina on Saturday. It's UNC's first time as a regular season underdog since September of 2022. That was UNC's famous, or infamous, depending on who you talk to, 63-61 win at App State, which stands as one of the finest performances of quarterback Drake May's career. Saturday's game will be May's first visit to Death Valley, or should I say his first visit as a college player. May was recruited by Sweeney and Clemson coming out of high school and took a trip there for a game. But now, the calls to commit to the Tigers will turn to booze in what has to be the most hostile environment May will have played in to this point in his career. But May, who has lost just once on the road as a starter, said he's ready to go. Um, they're a great football school, um, great football town, great college town. Um, they're going to bring um, some noise and uh, just great opportunity for us to go into a road environment. I, mean, I love playing on the road. I think that's one of my, my favorite things, you know, going to a, a place where it's rowdy. Um, and uh, just looking forward to it. Carolina's stars on the defensive side of the ball likely won't be playing against a third-string quarterback this weekend, so hopes are high they can put together a better performance. Cade Klubnick suits up at quarterback for Clemson, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because Klubnick's star turn came against UNC in last season's ACC championship game. Klubnick will have 81,500 of his closest friends cheering him on this time. That cacophony will be presented to Tar Heels like defensive lineman Miles Murphy and linebacker Cedric Gray, but both expressed excitement for the opportunity. Here's Murphy. Yeah, it's, it's Death Valley, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to play there, obviously, but we're just going to go down there and we're going to put on the show, try to put on the show. And Gray. You know, I, I feed off the of energy, so playing in those types of atmosphere, I think, only brings the best out of me. 
Tomorrow's game is the second of what Brown has called the most emotional home stretch he's ever coached. A visit to NC State looms next weekend. Brown's disdain for the final three games of UNC's schedule is well publicized, and he said the challenge for Carolina is this making a quick seven-day turnaround from the elation of last weekend's senior night against Duke to a chance for revenge tomorrow afternoon. They say you can only play with full emotion four times in a year, and we got to do it three weeks in a row. So um, it, it is what it is, and, and uh, we just got to get up and go. Get up, go, and look to earn UNC's first win in Death Valley since 2001. For 97.9 The Hill... I'm Michael Coe. Thank you, Michael. That game kicks off at 3.30. Our coverage begins tomorrow at 12.30 with Inside Carolina Live. Also happening today, we've got uh, that UNC-Alabama soccer match going on in progress. Keeping an update on that score, we are still 1-0 Carolina. We've now reached halftime of that one. So 1-0 Carolina at the half. And then, uh, remember, they tied 1-1 in Tuscaloosa in September. And a win would get the heels into the Sweet 16. They're waiting the outcome of Princeton and Texas Tech for that, uh, who they'd play if they were able to get through Alabama. So one more half of soccer to go there. Women's basketball is also in action this weekend. They host Elon on Saturday at 3 o'clock. Men's soccer is also in the NCAA tournament. They're hosting Memphis at 5 o'clock on Dorrance Field. And uh, that's Sunday, NCAA tournament action. And the cross-country team is in Charlottesville for the NCAA championships. That begins at noon tomorrow. Time's now 426. It's time to hear from our sports sponsor this hour, Olmaz Jewelers.